here in the front, we are, uh, have put together some lights that is following the tradition of the ancients in this season of Lent. The season of Lent is a time to count down towards Resurrection Day, the day when Jesus rose from the dead. But leading up to that time was an increase of the sorrow and the burden that he bore for us. And the tradition is, is that with each Sunday that we get closer to Resurrection Day or Good Friday, the closer the burden that Jesus bore. And so with each Sunday, we extinguish one of the candles as a symbol of how close Jesus is getting on this calendar to bear the full weight and the full burden of sin on our behalf. So as we continue into worship, we're going to join together by reciting together the scripture memory verse for the month of February. Three verses that were mentioned at the beginning that we're going to say together right now from Psalm 132. So I invite you to join with me by standing either physically or in your heart before God as we recite these words together from the book that we love. Let us go to his dwelling place. Let us worship at his footstool, saying, Arise, Lord, and come to your resting place, you and the ark of your might. May your priests be clothed with your righteousness and your faithful people sing for joy. God's very word. Thanks be to God, and you may be seated. So as we enter into this discipleship emphasis journey of 2024, we're focusing in on the priesthood on the Bible Project videos. It's something that's going to run alongside, I believe, the series that we're doing on the book of Hebrews. Before we get to the video, uh, as I've reviewed it over and over again, I, it, it seems to me that they're assuming quite a bit about certain Bible knowledge and certain Bible history. So I wanted to take a step back and just make sure we can all be on the same page leading up to the video. The beginning place of this is within the wilderness is where much of this is going to be leading to. The wilderness is where God led Israel out of Egypt and as they made their way through the Red Sea. The wilderness is a place that is dry and hot. It has no comforts, no place to sustain life. Oftentimes, when we find ourselves in a personal wilderness that's hot, waterless, and dry, we ask God to remove that dryness and remove that heat. Oftentimes, God does not. He gives to us his promise from Psalm 121. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. And if you've ever been in a hot place, you know how important shade is. So in the wilderness that we go through, he might not always remove us from it, but he will be our shade as we go through it. When Israel was in the wilderness, Moses wasn't worried about water. He wasn't worried about food. 
Moses wasn't worried about the heat. Moses wasn't worried about clothes or the sandals that he wore. Other people were, but not Moses. Moses was concerned about the presence of God with his people. That's what he wanted his people to experience, God's presence in the wilderness. So let's talk for just a moment about God's presence. What is that? In his book, The Gate Church, Frank Damasio defines the presence of God this way. Presence, often in the Old Testament, comes from the Hebrew word paniam, and it literally means to turn or to turn one's face towards. It's the blessing that God provides when people come to God and they turn their face towards their focusing and worshiping on God. It's like an intimate face encounter with a child. You know, you, you pick up a child, it can be a, an infant or it can be older, and they want to get up close and you know they kind of cup your face. Ever had that? That's that image that I have of that word presence in the Bible. God wants us to have that kind of presence with him. Well, how did God reveal his presence to his people? How did he show it? As was talked about, he instructed his people to build him a tent, a tabernacle, God's home. And whenever Israel was there pitching their tents, God's tent, his home, was right in the center of all of their tents in the wilderness. And when God moved, and he did that by moving a cloud or a pillar of fire, all of Israel moved with them. They would pick up his tent, and they'd pick up their tent, and they follow where God was going, and when God stopped, they put down his tent, and they put down their tent all around. So God was always in the center of their presence. And in ancient time, people's tabernacles or places of worship, there were often two kinds of structures that were used in the ancient days. I've sort of put a bit of a diagram here. Each one has a holy place, which is the long, oblong one. The holy place and a place of worship was the place where the priests work. The priests were the ones who brought the people to God, and so they would work in that long place. Now, the square one was called the holy, holy place, and that's where the image of God was located. They would say that's where God was. And so in the ancient times outside of Israel, people would put an image, a carved in it image of their God in the holy of holy places. But the priests would work in the holy place. Now, there were two ways that this was done in the ancient times. One time, they would have the long place so that the people on the outside could get close. And there was the long place going down, which had an emphasis on the priests. The priests were really needed or emphasized in the long way to help bring the people to God. Now, of those two patterns, of the ancient times, which one did God choose? He chose this one, right? He chose this one. To have a holy place that was long where the priests work, and then a holy, holy place where God's presence would dwell. He picked this one to emphasize the need of priests. 
the need that people have to have someone bring them to God's presence. And so that was the structure of the tabernacle, and that's the reason why God structured it the way that he did, to remind the people they needed help to come to God's presence. And in that holy of holy place, God told them to put an ark called the Ark of the Covenant. It had two worshiping angels on the top and it was covered with gold. And it was often called the seat of God or the throne of God. Now this is different. In the ancient times, ancient civilizations would put an image of their God in there. Our God didn't do that. He said, this is my throne. This is where I sit. This is where my special presence is. Now, all of Israel would know God is too big to be contained in just a tent or in a room. They would know God is everywhere, but his special presence was there in that room. So if he asked a Hebrew, where does God live? They would say, well, his throne, his seat, God's special presence was in that holy of holy rooms on top of the throne and they would point to the tent. Those are some of the images that are going to help us as we get into the Bible video, and the Bible project is going to be able to help us to do that. Following the video that we're going to see, it's going to be about six minutes long, we're going to break into groups to discuss not just the content, but what it means to you, how you interact with the content of understanding God's planning of the priesthood. A reminder that as we break in the groups, because we haven't done it for about four months, we do it once a month now for the next six or seven months when we break into groups, everyone's viewpoint is heard and appreciated. We are a hospitable people, aren't we? People can share and we will listen. If you're in a group and someone says something that you disagree with, it is not your responsibility to defend your point of view. You are not the Bible police, okay? It is a place where opinions and thoughts and understandings are valued. If someone says something that needs to really get addressed, someone will talk to me, and I will address it pastorally, okay? So if you disagree with something that someone is saying, you're going to say, Thank you very much for sharing. I appreciate that. But if you want to express your viewpoint, then you can say, you know, I see it differently. I see it this way. And you too will have your viewpoint appreciated. All questions don't need to be answered. Being in a group can be intimidating. These groups are set up to be a caring place. The more that we share, the more we get to know and understand each other. In the video that we're going to see in just a moment, it starts ahead of the game with the tabernacle, and then it falls back to the Garden of Eden. And how God's plan in Eden represents God's goal for creation. So when we get back together, I'm going to put this up there now, you're going to go into one of these four tables, and all the tables are going to be here in the sanctuary. The very top part 
is the stage here, right? I kind of try to put stairs and a platform so you can kind of see, right? We're, we're going to put this back up there, Brad, when the video is done. So hopefully you picked up a color when you came in. Uh, just go to the color that you picked up. Uh, if you want to be with family, I mean, you can do that. Uh, I'm not going to be the color police, you know? I'm not going to uh, make sure everyone's following, but I am going to try to be someone who makes sure there's about, about the same amount of people at each group of tables, all right? So uh, make sure you make your way to the table, and each table has a discussion group leader, a elder or a former elder who is going to be leading the discussion. Not the ones with the answers, the ones leading the discussion. I think that's what I have, Brad. Uh, Danzy is going to get the lights, and we're going to spend the next six minutes watching the video. So I'm going to take uh, just about three or four minutes before we have some prayer time, and then we'll close with a song together. I want to talk about uh, this share three big motifs that came out of this Bible project video that we're going to keep on coming down to. Three things that uh, you should have caught somewhere along the way. One is this concept of heaven coming down to earth. Part of the understanding of creation and how God has set up creation is bringing his pattern, his desire for heaven to be present here on earth. It talks about God walking with Adam and Eve in the cool of the day. It talks about uh, an opportunity to experience him, to be with him, to walk with him. We pray, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. There is a longing that God has to bring the glories of heaven here on earth. So the Bible Project video will keep on coming back to the idea of God's work, God's goal is bringing the glories and even the patterns of heaven to be here on earth. There is a second motif that came out of this, and that is about the image of God. A really important part of our tradition is talking about God created humanity in his image, and we talk about that on and off. But now we need to think about that in the context that God did not give himself an image to be put in the Holy of Holies, like all other cultures. He says, my image is not there. My image is with the people. That's where my image is. It's out and about. And now the Bible Project video wants us to start to put those two ideas together. What does that mean? That God did not give himself an image to be worshipped, but he placed his image on humanity. How does that get lived out and worked out? So that will be another motif that keeps coming up in the Bible Projects. And the third motif has to do with Eden's goal. When humanity fell and humanity was put out of Eden, God still had a goal of restoring what Eden was about. We often think about coming to worship and our private devotions as things that help us, help grow us in the faith, 
help make us stronger, help us have a connection to God. We need to also include with that, and we probably don't talk about it enough, God's longing. God's longing to have us in his presence. God's longing to have us walk in the pool of the day with him. Our coming together in worship or personally in our devotions is not just for us, but just as much for God's longing to be present with us that we might experience his face and that he can experience our face too. And so as we go through these videos and continue talking in the book of Hebrews, going to be these main motifs and others more that are coming up. And so now I invite you to join with me in prayer. Father God, we bless you and we thank you that uh, you did not leave humanity out in darkness, cast out, but you gave the promise, even within Eden, that you were at work restoring humanity to your presence and that that involved the coming of your Son. And so, Father God, we bless you for your work that you have continued to do. Thank you for this time of Lent in which we reflect on the great sacrifice of Father, Son, Spirit, what they were willing to do and suffered on our behalf. So thank you so much for your love. We lift up our needs to you. We lift up uh, Lonnie's grandson, Jack, that you would continue to bring healing for him as he goes through PT and OT, but also just the healing of your, your hand at work in his life. We pray that you'll be with Gail and Sue and continue to restore them to health and to healing, and especially with Gail as she continues to struggle with added fluid within her, within her body and be with the doctors as they care for her. We pray for the Yozingas and Emily and Brad and their need for tubes to be placed in their ears. We pray, Lord, for the healing this, this family needs. We ask, Lord, that your care would be with Joe and Pam and David as they continue to live separate, but yet have found, and you have led them to places where they have found your care and your provision. Continue to be with them. We also want to lift up uh, Annalise Groats and Elizabeth Barnaby and Emily Garant Look in the babies that they carry. We pray for their protection, for grace, for their comfort in this waiting time, and ultimately for a good and safe delivery. We thank you that you give us the opportunity to join with missionary partners locally in this country and around the world and today and this week we lift up uh, cultivate renewal with uh, pastor kevin we pray that you will lead and guide him in the ministry that he does to bring refreshment to christian leaders bless them and guide them and give them strength for the journey ahead we lift up our personal prayers to you as well the ones that we have in our heart we lift them silently for we know that you hear the prayers of our hearts. We offer them to you the best we know how. 
We pray all of our prayers in Jesus' name. And everyone agreed and said, Amen.